The first reading is taken from Malachi chapter 3 verses 1 to 4 and chapter 4 verses 5 to 6. The responsorial is Psalm 25 and the Gospel is Luke chapter 1 verses 57 to 66. In today's first reading, we hear from the last of the Old Testament prophets who wrote about the year 430 BC. In this regard, the book acts as a bridge between the Old and the New Testaments. The name Malachi means my messenger, and he thus acts as the final messenger of the Old Testament, since for the next 400 years after him, no other biblical prophet would speak. What is the message of Malachi in today's reading? It is one of preparation for the coming of the Lord, both the first and second advents. In chapter 3, verse 1, it states, quote, Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me, and the Lord, whom you seek, will suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. In this verse, God the Father speaks through the prophet Malachi regarding his son, Jesus, and the messenger who will prepare for his coming. The Gospels of Matthew and Mark identify the messenger as John the Baptist. See Matthew chapter 11 verse 10 and Mark chapter 1 verse 2 to 3. Malachi chapter 3 verse 2 then states, quote, But who can endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like launderer's soap. End of quote. Here, scholars say, our prophet jumps to the second coming of the Messiah, at which time there will be judgment and purification. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 3, our prophet speaks about a process of refinement using, as an example, the purification of silver. This would involve heating until the impurities rise to the top and then skimming them off, separating them from the silver. As a result, the metal would shine more clearly, acting like the silver it was meant to be. Applied to the people of the Old Testament, a certain refinement was necessary so that they would act as the children of God, being able to recognize the coming of the Messiah and then responding to his message for the benefit of others. We see this process of refinement throughout sacred scripture. It is in today's gospel with the priest Zechariah when an angel of the Lord appears to him in the temple, announcing that his wife Elizabeth would conceive a child in their old age, his first reaction was to doubt. He put more trust in his old age than in God's power. So he was rendered mute until the fulfillment of the promise. As a result of this purification, his first inclination, once able to speak again, is to praise God, doing the very thing he was created for. We see the result as the people around him, including the hill country of Judea, are in awe and now wonder about the child and the message he would bring. This is all in preparation for the coming of Jesus. Through baptism, we are made priest, prophet, and king, called to recognize Christ in the world and announce his presence to others. But to carry out this ministry, we also need constant refinement removing any impurities, so that we shine forth God in whose image we are made. This can happen in a number of ways if we are open to it. 
Certainly, failure and sin can be a process of refinement away from self-sufficiency and pride. Sickness and suffering can also help us to be more humble and caring, compassionate for others, and acting more like Christ. Going through a period of dryness in our prayers and spiritual life can refine us away from the constant need for affirmation or sensible experience so that our faith is strengthened. Certainly, it is not pleasant going through any of these refinements, but it is necessary. As Jesus points out in John's Gospel, he prunes the fruitful branches, cutting away any dead parts so that it bears even greater fruit. The process continues even into purgatory. Back to our first reading, the book of Malachi and the Old Testament concludes with these two verses, quote, Lo, I will send you the prophet Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of parents to their children and the hearts of children to their parents, so that I will not come and strike the land with a curse. Notice, as the Old Testament concludes, how reconciliation in the family is highlighted as an essential aspect of reformation, since the family is the basis of the children being educated in the faith and thus building the kingdom of God by passing the faith down through the generations. This is why the current decline in couples getting married in terms of separation and divorce is so worrying. The Acts of the Apostles, which gives us an early history of the church, describes why pagans were quick to convert. Quote, now the company of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one said that any of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had everything in common. End of quote. This unity and love within the community of the early church was an attractive feature for a Roman Empire in culture which was coming apart and about to be overthrown. Without strong families united in love with God at the center, the purification which Malachi speaks about in preparation for the coming of the Lord, whether in his first advent or second, will not take place. Notice Malachi focuses on the heart. Quote, he will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of children to their parents. The heart in biblical language is the seat of the emotions, desires, motives, and will. This is where purification and conversion must take place. May we seek the Lord in humility and repentance, praying that our hearts may be healed of any hardness or wounds, so that love may flourish in all our relationships, but especially within the family. May our response be that of today's psalmist. Quote, Make me know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. End of quote. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, as we see how the nativity of your Son according to the flesh draws near, we pray that to us, your unworthy servants, mercy may flow from your word, who chose to become flesh of the Virgin Mary, and established among us his dwelling, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, 
God forever and ever. Amen.